Storm Bowling Products. The Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Cheryl Kessler. Cheryl is a head bowling coach for the Baker University Wildcats. Cheryl, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klemkin here. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So, Cheryl, this is your 10th year in coaching the Wildcat bowling program there at Baker. In your 10 years, I'm sure, though, this year, the COVID year, as, as we've heard some coaches call it, has probably been your most challenging. How have you been able to work through those with your team and, and, and keep, the, keep the ladies on the, uh, t- on the lanes? Um, it's been, it has been interesting, but with the NAIA, we got to bowl first semester. So um, we didn't have to shut down. So that helped a lot to keep us, sharp and um, ready, you know, to, to be ready. I, I know for some of the other teams, it's hard to practice when you can't bowl for anything. But we did get to bowl a couple events the first semester, so I think that helped us a lot. And it looked like you bowled fairly well, at least the, the first couple of events there that you had for the, the Storm Navy and Gold Tournament as well as the Jayhawk. Um, what, what, what was that like for you there, and why did you have such a, say, immediate success kind of coming out? Do you, was it just uh, some some good work in the in the uh, off season at all, or do you have a, a, a team of pretty seasoned players, kind of veteran type of players? I, I both actually. I think that definitely have a group of seasoned players on the girls' side and the boys' side, and we they work hard. Um, for example, um, I've got two players from California, two players from Washington, and with their facilities being shut down came back to, to Kansas a month early just so they could practice. So, you know, that shows a lot of dedication and um, appreciation for our, our team. And, and you know, they, they have, those centers are still shut down, as you know, and so it's been very difficult for them. So I think it is a lot of that our team just works hard. And Cheryl, we, we talk to different coaches all the time, and we always like to pick their brains about their coaching philosophy regarding the mental game, as we know it's very important in bowling. What are some of the, the, the ways that you help uh, instill a, a solid mental game in your players? Um, we only watch our side of the ball return. So we don't pay attention to anything but what we do. We only can control what we can control. And we set goals ourselves on every tournament and it's not necessarily to win but it's to get to a certain percent of spare percentage or or whatever we decide that our um, goals are for that particular tournament so we're very we do it very slow and very um, small and then just keep working up but I'd have to say that the best thing that we do is we only worry about our side of the ball return and that's it that's a good strategy. I mean, it really does get hard when you if you start getting wrapped up into what other people are doing. I mean, I remember, for example, one of the very first times I bowled uh, in one of the PBA tournaments. It was at the Showboat Invitational tournament, right? And I was I was crossing with. I got assigned to cross with 
Wayne Webb, who was one of my, you know, kind of idols sort of growing up. So is that, yeah, I I know exactly what you're, what you're talking about there. Is that something that, that, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, it's, it's funny sometimes because since they don't look around and don't, know what other people are doing. I mean, I can honestly tell you, they don't even know what somebody on our pair is doing, but there'll be times like in the third or fourth game, I'll go, guys, we're bowling really good. And they go, we are. And I go, yeah, we're bowling really good. <laughs> and you know, they just have no idea because they only focus on what they can do at the moment. So it, it helps. It does. We don't have that. Oh my goodness. We have to shoot 250 to get in because they don't know that. I don't let them see that. They don't look at scores. They don't. Um, they don't have access to that because they just don't need it. They don't want it. And looking at your your ladies' roster, there you seem to have a, f- a fairly young team. You have a, a couple seniors on the team and a junior, but it seems like the majority of your roster is fairly young. So does that is that one of these things where you can you know some people might look at it and say that's that's a disadvantage but the other side of the coin is that means you these ladies are going to you know be with you hopefully throughout their career bowling in in college and sky's the limit as they grow together in their games absolutely and they help one another and and that's the best part of our team on both sides girls and boys we work strongly together and our team culture is respect and communication, and we do that well. And, you know, like the leader on the girls' team, um, Megan Carpenter, she 4.0, molecular biology, um, All-American, mm. but she has time to take the young kids practicing for spare shooting and, and stuff like that, and that's just what the leaders do on our team. It's not anything that I ask them to do. They just choose to do it. So you hope that she teaches them well enough that the young ones will do it for the new ones coming in. And and how hard is it to attract some of those young players? I mean, being in the Midwest there and just outside of Kansas City, I mean, there's so many bowling programs that are just, you know, very strong all around from Nebraska and then down to Wichita with a couple of teams there and St. Louis to your east. And yet, I mean, is that challenging or not really? It, it, oh, my gosh, it is very challenging. Um, and it's, I'm one of those type of coaches that I'm not real comfortable walking into some place that I don't know and say, hey, you should come bowl for me. I, I, I'm not that type of coach. So um, I can do the junior goals. I can do that kind of stuff. But I need you to come to me first, right, at my table, and then I can talk all day long about Baker and our team. And so I think it's a disadvantage sometimes to be that way. Um, I think my kids sell the program more than I do. Um, They bowl a lot of things. They talk about their experiences at Baker and and what's offered to them and how our team works and and that kind of stuff. So I I have to say that um, we don't have an overabundance of players by any means, but we seem to get the right ones that want to come. I mean, they know our culture. They know what we do, and I, I don't really know how it works, but they seem to find us, so it, it's okay for me. Mm-hmm. And, Coach, you also coach the, the men's, men's team. Talk about how you are able to – how you handle the teams different. You know, you, there are certain things – I mean, Steve, we've been doing these interviews for a while, and we'll hear coaches say, 
I can talk to my men different than I can my ladies. I have to teach them a little bit different and, and work with them. How how are you able to balance that when you probably have them, you know, a couple lanes apart, obviously, but they're close, right, you know, doing the same practice to switch it on and switch it off or depending on who you're uh, talking to? Absolutely. I, I'm very fortunate that my husband, Jerry, um, coaches the boys. He's my unpaid assistant. So, um he, um, now that he's retired from Jayhawk, um, he has time to, to work with the boys. So a lot of times I work with their physical game because I'm an extreme fundamentalist. And, you know, Jerry is so amazing at ball drilling and, and layouts and that kind of stuff that he just takes over that portion of it. So, uh, you know, we have a really good team with Jerry and I, and I'm lucky that, that he comes with us and helps those boys. He, you know, for six years, seven years, we just had girls only and it was both of us. And so now mm. it's basically him and the boys and, um, and, and they, they have a good time as well. I mean, he's just so knowledgeable for them to, to feed off of. And now they're wanting to learn to drill balls and learning how to do the layouts and stuff like that, which only makes them better. And, you know, one of the things we heard too, that kind of stuck with me over the years when you are coaching the men's players versus coaching the, the women's team is that um, the feelings are a lot of times that the men need a little bit more kind of a affirmation and kind of a pick me up and a confidence kind of a boost there. And the women's team needs a little bit more kind of maybe attention, if that's kind of safe to say. Yeah. You know, I think so. You know, I think the biggest struggle that I had when I first started coaching was that, oh, my goodness, this is going to be easy, right? I just teach them what I know, and, and you just go on with life. But then you have to figure out, oh, well, I only can talk to this girl like this, and I only can talk to this girl like this. And some I can just mm-hmm. say, you know, just throw the ball down the lane. It's not that hard. And others, you do have to say, you know, honey, it's okay. You know, you just have to bend your knee a little bit more, and, you, you know, you'll get there. And, yeah, it is different. Mm-hmm. And with boys, you just don't do that. You just say, dude, come on, you know, just, you know what to do, just do it. Right. And you can be a little firmer with them. Um, and so, but yeah, I find it funny with, um, with the girls is that I'm learning how to talk to them, um, stronger. And, and I know at the last tournament, one of the girls said, you need to be a little stronger with so-and-so. She's not hitting her target. So you need to be a little stronger with her. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny to me because some can handle it and some can't. But I think with the communication and the um, respect that we have for each other, nobody takes anything personal, you know. I mean, it's not a yelling thing or, or anything like that. And um, we just, you know, we just try to work it out as we're doing it, you know. And, and it, for us, it seems to work just fine. And coach, my final question is you were, were out on the PWBA tour back in the 80s, went on to have a great career out there winning uh, 25 regional titles. You're in the Hall of Fame out there in, in Kansas, but I'm sure it had to bring a smile back to your, your face when the PWBA USBC announced they're bringing them back some years ago. But what are some, uh, some of your fondest memories and how were you able to pass them to your team 
And then uh, I know it's the tour has changed a lot, but it is still one of the things we hear from from a lot of the ladies now out there bowling is there are still things that are the same. So how are you able to maybe prepare some uh, some of your uh, players if, if that is if the tour is an aspiration for them? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, that was one of the best times in my entire life. And, you know, the people that we got to meet and the places that we got to travel. And I, I think what I've learned is with my kids, especially, I try to teach them who came before them. So, um, you know, there's a lot of, lot of women out on tour, you know, uh, Millie Margarella or Patty Costello, Pat Costello, all those people, Laverne Carter, that are that were there, that paved the way, Judy Sutar, th- those people paved the way for me to play, and they, my girls know who those people are because those are the stories that I tell and how we paved the way for them to do what they want to do now. And um, actually, uh, one of my players is going to bowl the PWBA in Lincoln next month. And um, we're going together, and um, I, I can't tell you how excited I am for her to do this and, um, and for her to ask me to go with her and to just um, see somebody else love the sport that's been so good to you. You know, and, and I think that's why I coach is because bowling has been so good to me with my friends and who you met and, and all the stories and, and all the things. You know, I laughed at at Fran Wolf and her stories. And, you know, that's who started me out on tour. I originally roomed with Fran, Virginia Norton, and Vesma Grinfeld. That's who I started with. And so yeah. they taught me. And then it was like, okay, young one, you're on your own. Fly, you know, get your own roommates, do your own thing. And, and you know, that's what I did. And so, you know, I was taught by the best. And um, never will I forget that, ever. And I want my players to know that that's an opportunity for them right now and you know they can have full-time jobs and they can still do this and um it's just i'm so thankful that it's back and you know it's hard i mean i think it's way harder now than it was when i was out there those girls are amazing um not not that they weren't amazing when i bowled but my goodness there's just a lot of good players out there and we see a lot of them right coaching in college you know, we see all of them, and um, it's so awesome to see them excel and do good and carry on the tradition of our sport. And some of them aren't even yet in college, like the Jillian Martin. You know, she's right. still, right? You know, just amazing talent at such a young age is just absolutely right. incredible. It's, so I'm amazing to watch her play. And, you know, that's the difference. You know, back when I was young, we didn't have these tournaments that they have now for these young kids, the junior golds and, and all of that. And, you know, fortunately in my year, we had the, the regional program, which was great. And without that, I would have never been where I was. So it's just, um, I love to see so many kids involved in this sport because, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. You can be good if that's what you choose to do, if you choose to work hard. And it, 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 the sky's the limit for you in this sport. And um, the payoff is worth everything to me. And um, I'm just glad 
you know, years ago, I would have never said this would have been my job by any means coaching. Um, and as I'm doing it, do I feel fortunate that this is where I was supposed to be? This is what I was supposed to do in life. And it, um, it makes me happy. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much. Uh, really appreciate your time. And you know, you got the NAIA National Championships and USBC Nationals and the PWBA Tournament coming up here. you got a, a very busy couple of months here coming up, Cheryl. So I want to wish you the best, and thanks for spending some time with us today. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I such enjoyed it.